Hi, wonderful people. How are you? Welcome to the next episode of I Have an Abusive Parent Hashtag Truth Campaign. Now, in this episode, we're going to jump into it really, really quickly. I feel like I'm about to have a coughing fit. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) I don't have the coronavirus. It's fine. I'm going to talk about financial abuse. Uh, but you can actually you, like swap the financial abuse for any form of help or seeming help abuse that is uh, constructed to look like help in order to hold you hostage. And you're going to know more about what I'm talking about when I go in there. Now, the real purpose of this is that I think that uh, you'll notice throughout my episodes that I tell lots of stories. Stories is a real way of connecting. And I know myself that when I started to hear similar stories and make those connections from other people who had parents of abusers, one, I didn't feel so isolated and crazy and alone. Two, I was able to actually observe and see things from a logical perspective rather than an emotional perspective and go, hang on a second, that's actually bullshit. That's not right. I don't have to feel guilty about that. I'm not being horrible that I don't agree with that happen because in the end it was used to manipulate me and control me and bring me down. Uh, But I'm also putting some very specific kind of examples in in here as well, and you'll see that throughout this episode, that talk about different strategies such as gaslighting, um, not validating your experience, turning things back around to make it about the abuser, all right, so they just condemn or don't even acknowledge what's going on with you. So you can see the different forms of control, but the whole theme about this is actually help as a form of control because, you know, we've been conditioned to be grateful for help you know and so we should be if it isn't given with conditions if there isn't you know an ulterior motive for it a negative not so good multi motive for it so we're going to jump right into that episode now but before we do if you haven't subscribed to the I have an abusive parent podcast please do and uh, enjoy guys Okay, so we're going to jump straight into that episode now as promised and I'm going to share with you a very specific instance that demonstrates financial control that was uh, put on me by my parents and it was disguised as help. It was disguised as sacrifice but what actually ended up happening is that that instance uh, the help that was given to me in this particular instance once again it was help without asking uh, was used as a form of control to give my my mother an excuse to be able to remain in contact with me and continue her game and want me to be grateful and all of those things and What this actually resulted in, and I will give you the details of the story, is this was one of the moments where I was like, you know, I just can't actually do this. I'm I'm a single mum. I've got things to do. I was getting up to seven or eight phone calls a day uh, with my mum complaining about the help that she'd given me, and nothing was going to satisfy her, even when I offered to give those finances back. So... I'm not. I'm, I'm going to go into the details now because it's a very interesting story, and I'm hoping that uh, you out there listening. Well, I'm not hoping that you went through it, but I'm hoping if you are going through this, that this just might spark something in you to go. Hang on, I don't have to feel guilty. I don't have to be reined in. I don't have to be in those chains because I've been given help. You see, with me, my my parents have given me a lot of help, but it's not unconditional. It's very, very conditional. And help is often given um, as a form of control, but I call it 
as a hostage situation, right? It's to keep you feeling guilty, to keep you coming back, feeling like you have to repay every ounce of help they've ever given you. You know, I am constantly reminded that they are my parents and all of the things that they've done for me and I'm expected to constantly be given to them and not when I'm available too. So I'm a mum, I operate my own business, I also have a life of my own. My mother doesn't recognize that. She doesn't like that. So I am expected or was expected to be ready when they wanted, when they were ready. It didn't matter what I was doing, whether it was, you know, on a Sunday at five o'clock. If they needed a phone call or wanted a phone call, if I wasn't ready, I was then reminded of everything that ever done for me. But this particular instance was I was at a time in my life where I was super low. And I just want to remind you that as parents, Love and help should be given to our children without condition. Okay, if if you're going to hold someone to a hostage situation or if you expect help in return, then you need to really question why you're giving that help. Are you giving that help freely because you actually want to help or are you giving that help because you want to manipulate that person or you want something in return, which is always the case um, from my parents. Okay, so let's get into that now. I'm just breathing taking a breath, right? Love and help should be unconditional. It should be given freely. And you are deserving of love and help without conditions. Help, whether that's financial help, whether that's emotional support, a cup of coffee, whether it's babysitting your kids. You know, if it's offered to you especially, right, it seemingly should be offered in goodwill, right? You might find if you have had help or finances given to you and then you have been held hostage, and we'll talk about this later, that you are now a person that really struggles with receiving help. I have had some weird attachments to help because help to me meant that I owed someone something. I constantly felt like I owed something and that still comes up for me now. You know, if I go to a friend's house and they provide me with food and drinks, I feel like I owe them. They've invited me to my house because they want me there and they wanted to do this for me, right? You might find that you're constantly trying to pay people back or they've spent time with you and you don't feel like you're worthy of just having that person spend time with you, that you owe them something in return. And the reason I'm saying this is because these are all indicators that help has been given to you, but used as a form of control used to make you feel guilty, used to keep you hostage, used to manipulate you, to remind you of everything that you do and to make you feel like you owe that person something so that you constantly keep coming back and doing whatever it is that they want you to do. Like I've literally been thrown, you need to be ready when I'm, you know, when I'm ready to speak to your children because I was your parent and I have sacrificed so much. No, 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 no. Ladies and gents, your parents made the decision to be your parent. (laughs) You don't owe them anything, okay? If they didn't want to raise an autonomous sovereign being, right, (laughs) then they probably shouldn't have been parents in the first place. So here we go. So this particular instance was very interesting. Like I said, I was in a very uh, interesting part of my life. So I had just separated from my partner and my parents ran to my side, right? They did everything that they could, whether that was financial, whether that was helping me move my stuff, whether it was phone calls. They were calling lawyers for me without telling me. They were calling tax officers for me without telling me, right? And seemingly, 
it was really, really helpful. Um, but what it was denying me of is making my own decisions because they would come with this information and they had already deciphered it and decided what my best course of action was. But because I wasn't able to discuss that with the professionals myself, in the end, I wasn't making my decisions for what I felt was best for me. And things were getting pretty hectic because I had started saying to my mother things like, you know, I can't do four phone calls a day. I'm trying to start a business. I'm trying to keep my head above water. I'm going through the financials and the legals of a separation. You know, I'm a mum. I'm a mum. I need to take care of my kids and me first. And this is really upsetting me. It's taking a lot of my emotional and mental real estate. And there's not a lot of spare room there at the moment, mum. So if you could please recognise that, the best thing that you can do is love me but give me some space because I really need to go through these things and I just felt like I wasn't giving any space like I was absolutely suffocated I didn't have time to grieve I didn't have time to think hell shit some nights I didn't have time to freaking cook my kids dinner because I was constantly answering these phone calls from my mum anyway at this particular stage I uh got a phone call and my mum let me know that she'd put some money across into my bank account Now, I hadn't asked for it. I didn't need it. My parents were well aware of my financial situation because they were aware of every element of my life. Remember in that last episode, I spoke about creating dependency and just be really overbearing. They knew absolutely everything that was going on, right? So they had decided, and wrongfully, because at this point, I didn't need any financial help to put some money into my bank account. And I said, well, that's very, very kind. I actually don't need it. But that's really kind of you. You know, I'll leave it there for a rainy day, you know. And then there were sort of things that went, went around that. So this is to be used for this. This is to be used for that. Now, if your parents give you money and you are a parent, you, you do, I believe, retain control about what you spend that on. If they want to control your thoughts and your ideas and what you spend that money on, what you spend your money on, they should not be giving you money right? Very, very simple. So this money was to be spent on things like lawyers. It was specifically meant to be spent on taking my partner to court. Now, it's taken me up until now to realise why they pushed so far for court. And I thought it was just them, you know, caring about me and being angry at the way I'd been treated. I realised that then they would be able to support me more. They would have a whole story to go back and tell their community about, you know, their daughter's going through this and we're able to help with this. And just quietly, we're going to talk about this in another episode. My mother has a chaos brain. She is wired for chaos and drama. That is actually her norm. That is the homeostasis state of her brain. So even though drama and chaos isn't a joyous occasion for her, She's used to being stressed, right? She doesn't know anything different. So she's constantly creating situations that are chaotic, that are hectic, that are so freaking dramatic because she doesn't know how to be calm. She's not comfortable with being calm. And we've spoken a few episodes about growing up with a mother with a chaos brain, how that has you know, wired my central nervous system to be anxious every few days because I was waiting for some dramatic chaotic event. My body recognised that, you know, every few days my mum would create drama. It was usually, you know, blamed because of me. Um, So very, very interesting. So back to this money, it was quite a large amount of money. It was $7,000. And, uh, you know, so I was really grateful because 
I was able to use that as a safety net. But this is then what happened beyond that. My mum started calling, calling and calling and calling. I was getting around, on average, seven phone calls a day. Now I lived in another town and by this stage, my mum and I had a relationship where there was quite a role reversal. So I, uh, in the background, was parenting my mum. I was helping her through her emotions. There was constantly something wrong. I was the advice giver. I was the person to lean on her shoulder. And, you know, if I ever had anything that I wanted to talk to her about, it was never really anything to worry about unless she could use it for some kind of gain. And she would say things like this. That $7,000 was our down payment for a cruise. And now we can't go on a cruise. That $7,000 was, you know, the last money that we had. So now we're in financial hardship. We're really struggling to get by now that we've given you that money. Now, I started having conversations with my mum because I said to her, oh, my God, mum, you didn't have to do that. I don't expect that at all. I'm actually not in need of this money. And I found a solution for her to fix her problems. And I said, mum, let me give it back. I'll give that money back. She refused. She absolutely refused because she needed for me to have that money so that she had a reason to complain about me, a reason to complain about her life, and a reason to talk about what she was doing for me with her friends. I came up with a second option, which, is, which was, well, I'll pay it back slowly over time, but, Mum, I don't need this. I can fix this for you right now. Anyway, she wouldn't do it. And the phone calls were incessant. I was tired. I was you know, not being able to take care of, not that I couldn't take care of my kids, but I was struggling to be present with my kids because I was constantly on the phone just talking to my mum about her financial situation because of the help that she had given me without asking. And it started to get to the point where I was getting physically sick every time she would ring. My, my, my guts would churn because I knew that she was calling to complain about this money that she had given me, but she just refused to accept it back. So I called my dad and I explained this to him and my dad found it very interesting. He saw, we're in a really good financial situation. There is nothing that you have to worry about, nothing, nothing at all. We gave that money because we wanted to and because we can. And then it was, you know what your mother's like. She's always stressed about money. We've got a lot of money, but I don't know why, but she's always stressed about it and he's made excuses for her. Like, I don't know if it's that she doesn't understand it. I try and show her about money and their money with relation, uh, their relationship with money was really funny. Growing up, I just remember so many fights about money and my dad saying, we're okay. And my mum saying, we're not. And my dad trying to show her and my mum not understanding and leaving the room and then my dad refusing to show her again and then he was just a grumpy old bastard and a bully. But there were so many fights about money and growing up, I really struggle with money. I struggle to receive money because I'm always wanting to pay it back because I'm worried about the circumstances that are going to you know, be coming out. Um, my mum's got a very lack mentality, so I find it really hard to... Uh, I used to find it really hard to pay for things for myself or, or do anything, you know, and um, I just didn't have the skills to let to work out how money worked and how to make it work for you and how to make money from money, you know, because no one had ever showed me that. And uh, there was just always this constant fear around money. So that was really interesting for me. And I 
you know, the next time I spoke to my mother, I didn't have to wait very long, of course, I told her this and then it created an argument between them. Uh, and then I was in trouble. Um, I was in trouble with my dad because he felt like he was always in the middle and I was in trouble with mum because I'd told dad that this is how she was feeling and he was just going to use that moment again to abuse her and to bully her. So it just created this great big thing of chaos. Anyway, I kept trying to give that money back. Neither of them would allow me to give that money back. And uh, it's very, very interesting. So as this continued, you know, there was another situation where my mum was telling me that, you know, they needed money. And I said, well, let me give you some of mine. But throughout my life, my mum has never accepted money from me. And looking back at that, I believe that's because she doesn't want to receive help from me in that way because it's not a part of her game. She's then not being, you know, the, the parent figure that she's created for everyone. So this became hectic and it, it was just, it was literally weeks and weeks and weeks of this. And in the end, it got too much. I was getting ill. I had no time. My business was failing. Um, my parenting, you know, I was trying to do everything that I could with my kids. And I was constantly on the phone to my mum. Just cooking a curry was stressful because I was cooking and trying to sort my mum out and trying to make sure that my kids were getting the best of me. And it got too much. And I started saying to her, look, mum, I understand your concern. I'm confused by your concern. And even my dad said, just stop answering the phone to her. You know what she's like. You know what she's like. And I said to her, this is affecting me. I let her know my feelings. This is affecting me to this extent. And I detailed those things. And I said to her again, I'm grateful for that money. And she said, no, you're not. Clearly you're not. And I said, but I don't actually need that money. So what I need you to do is one of two things. I said, you either need to take it back so that you're not stressed or you need to stop calling me and doing this and bringing me down and telling me that you're stressed and so on and so forth. If you won't let me fix it, you need to stop this because it's time consuming. It's affecting my parenting. It's affecting my business. And my number one priority is taking care of my children and myself at the moment and getting my head back above the water. And that was it. My mum completely did not recognise, acknowledge or hear anything that I said. Now, my mum is a covert victim, so she would have taken that as criticism. And they're not very good at taking criticism, even though I was just being honest, saying this is actually what I need right now. And then the conversation started with, you're so ungrateful I've done all of these things for you. And years and years and years of things that they chose to do for me as a parent were listed off. Everything from who helped you out of that abusive relationship, who used to run you around to sport, who bought everything that you needed as a child and a teenager. And now, you know, you're so ungrateful for this. And you, I found myself trying to justify myself, saying, no, I am grateful, but the situation that I'm in in my life at the moment... I actually can't deal with what's happening. So I, I need this from you. And essentially what that did was it made it worse. So the first thing she did after that was <laughs> twist it to her own story. I thought that we had that relationship, right? The guilt as a mother and daughter. I thought that we were friends and I would be able to call you and have these conversations with you and let you know what I'm feeling because I thought that we were that close right? The guilt. And I said to her, yes, mum, you can, but please don't do it so often. And please don't make it about the money because I haven't asked for it. I don't need it. 
but I'm feeling guilty and I'm feeling stressed. You know, I'm feeling pressured, so on and so forth. Anyway, there was an extension in the phone calls because my mum needed to call me and tell me how ungrateful she was, that she felt like our relationship was dwindling. And what this sparked was her fear of the family breaking down. So all of a sudden there were all these other requests from me. Can you call your sister? Now my sister was a stay-at-home mum. Her partner worked away for weeks at the time. She's got two young boys, you know, and I said, look, I don't... We don't need to call each other all the time. We call each other every couple of weeks. We've got a really good relationship, but, you know, we'll call when we can. And then it was, oh, but my family broke down and this is how it started and I don't want to have a family break down. And, you know, essentially she created that herself. So she started asking more and more and more things of me. And my dad was getting more and more stressed because he was in trouble, but he was also copying it from me, as he said, because I was saying to him, can you help me to get mum to stop or can you at least receive this freaking money back? But he also would not receive that money back. My dad and I, beyond that, had a bit of a discussion about starting a, a little bit of a business and we needed to make a down payment. And he was very excited about it. He's a businessman. He saw the strategy. He saw what we planned to do and it was all go. It was only going to cost a couple of thousand dollars to get it started, and, uh, but it, was all, it all had to be hidden from my mum. It all had to be hidden because you know what your mother's like with money and if, you know, this, that and the other and whatever. Anyway, he was on his phone one day talking to me and my mum overheard him talking about it. And I felt really funny because I was a child, but one parent was asking me to withhold information from my other parent. And that was fine. I completely got it because you know what? I would have hated to be my dad living in that situation. Mum overheard it. Well, that was it. We were ganging up against her. We were the worst people in the world. We tried to explain that we did it out of her best interest because we know how much she stressed. Tried to show her the figures and then that was it. We were sneaky. We were ganging up against her. She, she felt, um, what was the word that she used? Like ga- not ganged up on, but she felt like she was on the outer and that she was being lied to, which essentially she was. But we need to remember with abusers that there is no self-awareness there. So they don't often know why you act a certain way that you do, right? And this is, you know, when they start telling the story, they'll often tell the story at your reaction. So when my parents go on, are on their smear campaign and they're telling people the story um, about the reason why they don't see their grandkids or they don't see me, their story is literally, Abby just, oh, I've got to change that again, went crazy and um, she just stopped us from seeing our grandkids. She moved overseas. Um, What they failed to say is that I moved overseas and had planned to do that before the relationship completely broke down and I chose to go no contact. And they don't talk about anything that they did in the lead-up. There is absolutely no self-awareness. So what happened after this is I got a phone call from my father saying, look, the deal's off. I can't do this with you. Your mother found out and, um, you know, it's not worth it. She's saying no. She's just absolutely said no, that you can't do that, uh, that you can't do that with her. And then in that same conversation, he said to me, but what your mum has offered is that she will give you $4,000 because here I am going, let's use our money to make money so that I can have a little bit more financial freedom to go through the legals, to separate the property, all of those things. You've got to remember that this was a really stressful time in my life. So once he said the business deal's off because mum said no, he said, but mum wants to offer you $4,000, but you have to use it to take your ex-partner to court. And at that point, I literally 
just stopped dead in my tracks and I turned around and I said, thank you again, right, because you have to be grateful. If you're not grateful, then you're a selfish little bitch and the world knows that you're a selfish little bitch, but I'm not taking it. And they said, we really want to give this to you, but you need to use it for this. One, I didn't like being told what I'd have to use money for, right? So I'd say, I'd rather you just not give me any money, not even think about giving me money because, you know, I need to make choices about what I use my money for. Secondly, I literally said this. I said, you could offer me $100,000 right now and I wouldn't take it because the consequences are not worth it. The payoff when I weigh that up emotionally and with what I'm doing with my kids, with my business and what I've been through, you could offer me $100,000 and I would not take it. And my dad was really taken back. He sort of got it, but he sort of didn't. And he's like, you know, it's okay. I understand that you like that, but you've lived with your mum for so long. You know, you've been around her for so long. You know what she's like. You've just got to learn to ignore it, but you can't ignore it. You can't ignore it, right? You can't ignore it unless you block these people. And then it gets worse and they try and get other avenues to control you and manipulate you and get hold of you and infiltrate your life, right? So that was that. I was the worst person in the world. And the other interesting thing about that, and I tried to explain this to them because you always try and justify, don't you? As an adult, we don't have to freaking justify a thing. We can make a choice and we don't have to tell one goddamn soul why we have made that choice. But when you've got abusive parents, you will either severely hide information because you don't want to be ridiculed and you're scared of the consequences, or you will justify, 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 trying to get them to see their story, your story, trying to get a little bit of calm. So I justified my decision to them as well. And one of the other decisions, I said, well, look, one of the other reasons is, is that you can't just take someone to court. You have to go through mediation. You have to do all of these processes first. You know, oh no, surely there's a way around that. We know people. We know people and we could get this done and da 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 da. And I'm like, yes, okay, but I don't believe that that's true. And also, it's not something that I want to do. I would much rather have a good, decent relationship with my children's father while there is that possibility. At the moment, it's a little bit hard, emotions are heightened, I get that. But at that point, that was not my choice and they couldn't accept it because they had already made a game plan. They had already chosen what was going to happen in my separation to fit whatever it is that they wanted to happen for me. So I hope that this is really interesting for you and I hope that this is maybe, if you are listening and you are suffering this, that you might start to actually realise and go, okay, I knew there was something up about that money. Or I knew there was something up about that and I'm not the only one. And this is a pattern, and you might find this yourself, that has played out my whole life, not only with money but with anything, with absolutely anything, right down to the fact that they put time into parenting me. You know, the reason that my parents, one wanted to be a, could have been a doctor or a lawyer or played professional sport. You know, the other one had these dreams of being a hairdresser and a bus driver, and, but they couldn't because they became parents. I get blamed for them not living the life that they want because they chose to have me. Now, I don't know if my sister's experience is the same. I haven't gone into it too much with her because she's a very uh, timid and fragile person. She's extremely protective of her parents. 
And she's a little bit like dad where she, uh, you know, oh, it's just mum, you've just got to deal with it. What is it about you? You just clash with your mother, right? If you just ignore her, and that's obviously her strategy, which is great, you know, and it was very interesting because my sister was uh, the, the, the golden child. They, you know, put a lot more time and energy into her. But as soon as they had a falling out, as soon as my sister, there was one particular instance where my mum said something to my sister's fiancé's um, parents, family, and my sister said, well, hang on a minute, that was out of line. And my mother was then straight on the phone to me, right, rallying the troops, rallying the troops, Gaining support, gaining support. So once again, I hope that you uh, got some value out of this. Uh, let me know what you think in messages. Send me a message, of course, whether you think I'm right, whether you think I'm wrong, if you've had a similar experience, any, anything that came up for you. And please, if you are going through a time where you're wondering even if you had um, parental abuse or if you're going through it at the moment, still suffering it, like I said before, there is help out there and it's really bloody hard to do it on your own. It's really hard to do it on your own. And one thing that I had to do was get over my conditioning of everything's okay, I can do this on my own. It's embarrassing to need help, right? When I actually took that and took that to a psychiatrist and a trauma therapist, all of this chaos in my brain, they were literally able to decipher and make sense of it. And once you've made sense of it and you've got clarity, you can then make a plan of action for what's best for you and your future and your children and, and their future. Because if you are a parent, the most important thing is you and your children. You are autonomous now. You get to have your own family. You get to have your own life. If you are an adult, you get to make decisions about what you do with money. Right, And I really want you to think about your attachment to help when you're listening to this podcast and the last podcast. What do you like when someone offers you help? Does it literally put the fear of God in you because you feel like you owe that person something, that there's going to be consequences? Do you run around giving other people help without them asking? Because that's what you've learned. And that means that you're a good person and other people are going to see you in good light. All right, guys, have an absolutely fantastic day. Once again, I'm still packing. Subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, I'll see you in the next episode. And for all of those listening on Anchor, uh, here's a little tune for you. All right. <laughs>